Coming up this week, off-screen... Daniel Day-Lewis stitches a phantom thread. Gerard Butler enters the den of thieves. Denzel is Roman J. Israel Esquire. Arza Butterfield reaches the journey's end. Gabriel Byrne deals with the lies we tell. And experience the world of Congolese charcoal farming with Mikala. All this come and more, off-screen. This is... This is off-screen. Off-screen. Latest film news and reviews. This is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. Ooh, welcome to Offscreen. I'm Van Gunner. And I am Case Allen. Welcome back, Mr. Allen. So, Hi. How has your uh, musical weekend been? I believe there was uh, there was some giggery, some gigging. <laughs> gigging ensued. Gigging, gigging took place. Yeah, I gigged a lot. I was very tired. <laughs> but I made money, so that's good. That's, that's always a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's nice the, to the dirty capitalist that I am. <laughs> you filthy capitalist, big dog. <laughs> you were in Birmingham, weren't you? Work hard for the money. Was it? Birmingham? Uh, yeah, I was in. Well, I did one gig in Sheffield and then two in Birmingham, which was all right. There you go, Felix Culper had a botanist yeah. uh, cocktail bar near you. Went to uh, went to a takeaway after the gig on Saturday. Had some chicken shawarma. It was particularly good. You really living the dream. Had some pizza at ZZ. You f- ate like a king. Man, you did. Amazing, you yeah. did. Uh, well, <laughs> on, on which note, let's do some work. Um, How do we segue from Chicken Schwama in Birmingham to Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers? Um, I think I've done it. Skill. I Through think I've skill done it. and clear self-awareness, I think would be the, the answer. Yeah. But, there is no direct through line between Tom Hanks and Chicken Schwama. N- no. no. In a sentence I never thought I would say. Let me think. Okay, Chicken Schwama, Avengers, Robert Redford's yeah. in an Avengers yeah. movie. Robert Redford worked with Paul Newman. Paul Newman starred uh, in... In Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Here we are. He's done it. He's there done you it. Go. Skills, man. Skills. See, I was going a different way. I was I was going chicken, but I was like chicken and films, chicken run, Mel chicken Gibson. run, Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson, Anthony Hopkins, Mutant on the Bounty, no. Anthony Hopkins, Mark Wahlberg, Transformers: The Last Night. Uh, I, I'll make this all work. Steven Spielberg is an executive producer on Transformers Last Night. Who, of course, directed the post with, with Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. God damn, we're good. We're great at We this. rock. Maybe this should just be a whole new segment of the <laughs> it show. Really should. Six degrees of... Uh, Food object, actor, we'll connect them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, yes, the new story. Uh, Tom Hanks is going to play Mr. Rogers. Yeah. I think this is a big deal, maybe in America, just because Mr. Rogers is such a... Institution. It was a institution it really for a lot was. of people, yeah. Uh, so um, I don't know too much about Mr. Rogers. I just, I know people have done impressions of him and whatnot, and he did a, was it, it was a show in America. Yeah, he... Uh, you know more about it than me. It's, it's aimed at, it's a sort of companion piece like Sesame Street, that kind of age bracket. It is... Yeah. This, I mean, it's basically a series in which Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, in other title, in his in his nice cardigan slash jumper or whatever, mm. sits around his lovely home and he entertains uh, the children at home. That's it. That, that, that's really it. And he uh, he calls the audience his neighbours. His neighbours. Hi, neighbour. Yes, High that's what I've heard a bunch of times. There you go. Um, and he gathers yeah, a little song, Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, but yeah. he, is, he is absolutely an, an American institution. And having Tom Hanks play him... That, that's kind of coming full circle. Really. I am, I am very much on board for this because if we have a Mister Rogers films, that means at some point we can have a film about Bob Ross, <laughs> and that's a world I want to see. You just want to see Will Ferrell do it, don't you? That, that's yeah, right. definitely. <laughs> Will Ferrell is who you get for that. You absolutely do. Yeah, I watched some Bob uh, Ross uh, last night when I was trying to fall asleep. Oh God. 
I have it on for about ten minutes and I'm I'm out like a De- light. Deadpool has ruined Bob Ross. <laughs> Hugs and <our> drugs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Tom Hanks is going to play Mr. Rogers. Yeah, the film is called um, uh, You Are My Friend. It's by the director of uh, Diary of a Teenage Girl, Diary which I've still not seen. I really like. I remember that. it being yeah, much much. Praise I raved about people, it. I was so a big fan of Bella Pauli. Yeah, she's good, isn't she? Yeah, she's yeah, excellent. Enough, thanks. But, uh, okay, so uh, before we get to the first review, then, we've got to plug the podcast edition. Go on iTunes, Deezer, TuneIn, whatever your podcast, you know, poison it may be. Um, podcast platform poison. Podcast platform poison. And find us on there. Or Extended case. edition. More stuff. More fun. More case. You know, there's, there's, hey. there's fun for everyone. And you can find that all in the extended podcast edition on your preferred platform um in the meanwhile competitions uh we're giving away dvds of a sci-fi film that i have not seen ben halford reviewed it no way it's a sci-fi film that you've not seen it, it i've not seen it i thought you were mr sci-fi uh well it was it was a direct dvd release and we give those to ben halford to review he likes dvds he, he ben's does. got a dvd player not to brag or anything but he does he does indeed have, yeah. well actually they send us screening links so he has got some kind of smart tv or something that he watches these oh, things on living um, in the future but. we are we're living in, in parallel time so he has reviewed revolt starring lee pace and uh is it berenice marlowe and uh he, oh yeah. yeah he quite liked it is so that the lady from the artist berenice marlowe oh, no, no she's the, the one from skyfall uh, I believe, but yeah. Uh, yeah so, Lee Pace, um, I love Lee Pace. Lee Pace is very good. Yeah. Terrible Marvel film, but very good. Um, but he was. But then again, that's a long list of people who've been bad Marvel films. That's that's another discussion. Another discussion. discussion we'll have later in the episode. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So yeah, he, he liked Revolt. We're giving it away on DVD on ScreenFilm.com. Go on the competition section and win some swag, or in this case, one specific piece of swag. Uh, let's do our first <laughs> review. First review of the week, and this is that Oscar movie that everyone seems to have forgotten about. Uh, Mr. Roman J. Israel Esquire, which I believe was briefly called Roman Israel and is now called Roman J. It was then called Roman J. Is, uh, Israel and now is Roman J. Israel Esquire. I thought it always had, always had uh, the Esquire. No, I think it was just for a while, just Roman Israel. But uh, okay. <laughs> the one thing they were never just going to call it, though, was Israel, because I think that raised too many questions with international marketing. Just call it Roman. That would work. But, okay, so um, how much do you know of this film, I have interest? I know that it is uh, Dan Gilroy. I know that it's Denzel. Colin Fowler is in it, I yep. believe, at some point. Um, he is he is a lawyer of some he, description. He is indeed. Um, he, right, He was was he part of, a, like, a larger firm or has a partner or something? Yeah, okay, so he's, to work he's like firm. a boutique law firm. Um, yeah, he, he, he has one partner who is basically the face of the business, and he's the brains. And he's they're both older black gentlemen. He himself is kind of on the spectrum as well. He can he has instant recall for any you know legal fact, anything like that. Um, has this wacky unkempt afro. Always walks around with oh, it's his great fro. It's a great yeah. fro. Looks like he's putting a bit of weight as well. He has. Yeah, he's yeah. got a, a funny walk. Everything. It, this character has been built from the ground up. It's it, it's a real performance in there. Um, and the idea is his partner dies and his firm has to be shut down. So as part of his partner's sort of. Uh, preparations and logistics for this kind of eventuality he uh, Colin Farrell is brought in Colin Farrell is a hotshot ruthless lawyer who was his partner's former pupil and Colin Farrell's whole shtick is he has to shutter the agency and he wants to take Roman Denzel Washington on as his staff as he puts it this way as he puts it they charge this guy 500 a week we can bill him out for that for an hour and that's how it works but 
as opposed to the usual firm type idea where, you know, guy, idealistic guy goes to law firm, discovers shady goings on. No, no, very different thing. Denzel goes to work for Colin Farrell's, you know, rootless firm and disturbingly starts to find himself acclimatizing to it and quickly becomes disgusted with not only the way of the legal system, but also the way he so readily becomes part of it. Uh, we have a clip. Civil or uncivil disobedience. The First Amendment to protect your right to freedom of speech as long as you don't incite violence or, or law breaking. And there are going to be people that get caught up in the march. They're going to vandalize. They're going to. I'm sorry, excuse me. I see two sisters standing. Why are the sisters standing and the brothers sitting? If we want to sit, we can ask. Well, you ladies got to speak up for yourselves. Say 40 years ago. There's no statute of limitations on uh, chivalry. Mm, that's gendered and sexist. And polite. And patronizing. And polite. One of those two girls is Gypsy from The Flash, by the way. Oh, no way. Yeah. I know. I love seeing her in things. But yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's great. great. She's so much yeah. fun. Uh, so, yeah, the hell, hell of a performance from Denzel. And you do watch the film. and Because this has been neglected, this film. It's really, not, I mean, it's one of his lowest grossing films. I think it is his lowest grossing film for 25 years. I believe so. Yeah. I think it was whatever it was he released in 1992. That was the last time he had a movie that grossed so little. Is that Virtuosity? No, Virtuosity was 95, I think. So think about it that way. Virtuosity made more money than this. I think we just talk about Virtuosity for the rest of this review. I think everything should just be a discussion about Virtuosity. That would be a life I'd, I'd like. I'd so Russell well Crowe is in like this weird, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a VR chef Comes out of a cocoon. He is in a cocoon at one point. <laughs> This this oh. gl- thing a thing with glass. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just watch it. It's an absolutely terrible movie. Um, so yeah, he's terrific in this, and you can absolutely see how that Oscar nomination came about because there are two things to take away from this film. One is Denzel. The other, and I can't believe I'm saying this, is Colin Farrell, who's amazing in this. Takes this stock sleazeball character. And it's all right. Yeah, it's good it really it. brings just, gravitas to it. Yeah, like I I really liked him in Killing of a Sacred Deer. Mm. I just don't think I like the film. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, this actually, you, you do come away from it thinking, actually, that was a better film. I think it's a film that becomes better in, more in hindsight than actually in the moment. You do laugh with it, and you are interested by it. There is a sort of ridiculous book-ending device, and you can sort of see the ending coming a mile off. It's also quite tonally inconsistent. It seems to change its plot about every half an hour. Um, and it's also quite depressing that even you know, in 2018, Denzel is the latest uh, star to fall victim to the Let's Cast a woman half his age to play the love interest in this case Carmen Jogo from uh, oh, right, yeah. Alien Covenant and yeah uh, which is a bit sad but you know what at least she's a great actress so we can we can write that one off but mm. uh, I really liked this film did you get to see this no, um, I would. Genuinely- I've, I've been watching The Sopranos, man. I'll be <laughs> yeah, honest. We watched so, one before. We yeah. Did so this. every every time I've had just any spare time, uh, any waking minute of the day, I've been watching The Sopranos. Yeah, so, I can understand. I've been doing the same with Sons of Anarchy, to be fair. That's all right. Then. But uh, I, will, I will watch this eventually. But I've just hmm. I've still got some other Oscar films I've got to see first because I am attempting I'm down again. To two. To see everything, well, I'm down to two. Are you including documentaries and? Oh no, no, short, only only. I'm well. talking just narrative features. It, it's always difficult to get hold of the shorties. Yeah, but I think I'm, I'm going to uh, try my best this year. I have Lady Bird and Shape of Water left on the. See, I've, I've I've seen Lady Bird and then Shape of Water. I'm waiting mm. until general release. Yeah, 
because I'm, I'm not watching a screen. That's fair. That's that's fair. Um, but no, uh, I think you'll very much enjoy this, guys. I think you will, I think you will, for the most part, really enjoy this. I think his performance is tremendous. I think he definitely deserves that Oscar nom. I'm surprised there wasn't more attention paid to Colin Farrell for it. Um, but I did, I did really, really enjoy it. I think his performance is absolutely exemplary and it makes the film completely. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Off Screen. On-screen radio show. And we're back, Mr. Allen. So, um, should we go on to Journey's End now? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, um, that sounds quite uh, conclusive. Can we Can we uh, just address something, incidentally? Because I made a bit of a snafu last week uh, regarding A teensy this. snafu. A teensy snafu. Are you aware of what it was? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. When we were what queuing up last week, when we were queuing up what we were going to be talking about this week, I said... Paddy Considine is a boxer in Journey's End. I was oh, thinking yeah. of Journeyman. Journeyman. Yeah. Journeyman is Paddy Considine's boxer. This is a very, very different film. <laughs> this is based on the old... We sat there for like 50 minutes being like, Paddy Considine's not in this yet. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he? Uh, this, is, uh, this is an adaptation of, of, of the play and the novel of the same name, and the play seems to get revived every 20 years or so, and this is the latest ad. It was meant to actually coincide with uh, the anniversary of World War One, But, you know... Film production being what it is, it's been held back a little and, you know, dragged out life. a little. And, uh, yeah, life got in the way. Yeah. Uh, so now we have, you know, the latest adaptation of Journey's End, this version direct, written and directed by Saul Dibb. Uh, it stars Sam Clayflin, it stars Paul Bettany, it stars Arza Butterfield. Arza Butterfield is arguably our lead. He is our sort of point-of-view character. And this takes place in the trenches in World War One, and follows Arza Butterfield as he enlists, as he is sent to the front, and he has specifically asked... If he can, uh, if he can be assigned to the unit that's being commanded by his sister's boyfriend, Sam Clayflin. Um, once there, he discovers that Clayflin's character, whose name is Stanhope, um, has been coping with the pain of war largely through very, very heavy whiskey consumption, mm. and this is causing him problems. He's worried about word getting home to his his you know his, his beloved, and it destroying her opinion of him. And in the meanwhile, his unit is falling apart as different people, different you know men within it, are all basically fighting just to basically stay awake and stay alert and just try and get through the day basically that's really it uh we have a clip come on over supper sir yes do wait this is mr raleigh who's just joined the company good evening sir hello what are you tempting us with tonight mate uh soup cutlets and pineapple oh pineapple splendid what kind of cutlets oh you got me there sir I shouldn't like to commit myself too deep. Ration meat? Uh, ordinary ration meat, yes, sir, but new shape. Oh. Smells like liver without the smooth, wet look. Thank you, Mason. Very good, sir. Paul Bettany there with Toby Jones as the unit chef. You also get uh, you also get uh, Stephen Graham in there as well, which I'm quite a fan of. I love um, I, I did really, really like... I, I really loved every minute of this. Um, I've never actually seen the play. I've read the play, but I've never actually seen it performed. Um it's one of those that people are deeply affected by. Like to this day, people can just see it cold and and be completely affected by. It. And I can absolutely understand why. Um, the film, although obviously the story is designed for the stage, the film does work in a theatrical form, largely because of the way that Saul Dib uses his setting and uses the cinematography to really sell just how claustrophobic an environment this mm. is. It's one of those where you can you, you can very much feel how these trenches were lived in. 
skin. You can feel that chill that's in the air, that that really painful cold that's slicing through these guys. Um, and the performances are just out of this world. I, I, this is the best thing I have ever seen Sam Claflin in, and he is tremendous in this. Oh, I think he's great in most things. I think honest. he's yeah, I think he's Even very good. The film is a bit uh, subpar or just a bit. Well, we're thinking of like, me before you, aren't you? We really are. Actually, I don't mind me before you. I think it's. Oh, I, was, I was thinking more like um, what's that? Lily Collins. Lily Collins. Oh, was that Love Rosie? Love Rosie. Yeah, yeah. Which is like a bit a very Rachel but like he's actually really decent in it. And he is he's good in the something boys. What is it? History boys. Fish? No, no. I don't know. Why is that? My, my mind. We'll get there. We'll get there. Gone. But this is BAFTA caliber performance. This is this is the kind of film that the BAFTAs were made for. And do we do we know if this this hasn't got any BAFTA nominations? No. Has it? It's weird because it this seems is very under the radar. Yeah, this seems like the kind of film the BAFTAs adore. Yeah, but there's a lot of films the, released now in a year. Though. I know. I know. <laughs> yes. Ain't it the way? Yeah. Um, Bethany always always great. Butterfield always great. Everything about this film is great. I really loved it. I was really moved by it. The ending just had everyone in silence. Like, we were literally leaving the screening room just in complete silence. Mm. Uh, because it's quite a haunting film. It's it's quite a touching film. It's It's got a lot going for it. And mm. I think... Uh, skip the darkest hour. See this. If you, want, if you want a wartime British film, don't bother with Darkest Hour. Yes, it'll win all the awards, but who cares? This is an infinitely better film. <laughs> it will win... The award. It will win the award, yeah. <laughs> For um, Best Oldman in, in an old In an old man, an old man film, yeah. Uh, the film I was thinking of was uh, The Riot Club. Yes, Not that was it. Boys. Yeah. yeah. Which he's good in. He is very yeah. good in that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely see Johnny Sand. Yeah. yeah. Not bad, and Clive Clayfun, uh, yeah, good one for him. So, have you got? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you got a piece of news for me? Uh, I've got a bunch, but I'll give you just one for now. I'll just take one. I'll take so, anything. Um, Luke Besson is in negotiations with Netflix. Oh yeah. For- Films. Yes. This yes. is for the Europa Corps films. films. Yes. This is after the whole Valerian debacle. Where, yeah. Yeah. Which actually did make its money back. It did through pre sales. Through pre sales. Yeah. yeah, it was like a backing deal. Well it was it was which we covered for loss, wasn't it? Yeah. Which was pretty great. Yeah. And I think him going with Netflix, that is how you make Valerian two. Yeah. I don't know if we need it. No, we don't no one needs Valerian two. No, no. I think unless you I'd like the sixth rec- element. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> unless you recast the two leads. For actual actors this time. That's the reason why I didn't finish it. <sighs> I just Do you know what you don't need to? Just watch literally the first five minutes of Valerian and then turn the Blu-ray off. That's what I do. I watch the David Bowie opening sequence and then I turn the Blu-ray off. Mm-hmm. And that is the best way to enjoy Valerian. But, uh... I don't think there's any way to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> the only person enjoying that film is Cara Delevingne. And really, that's, that's just because she's her own biggest fan. So, uh, let's talk about something else. Should we do the box office top five? Yeah, all right. Number five. Early Man. Yeah, I quite liked it. I've not man. seen it yet. I will see it because I love Ardman. Who doesn't? I mean, they're great, aren't they? I don't like Eddie Redmayne. I like Tom Middleton. <laughs> I like Richard Ayoade. You're very torn on this, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm weighing up the pros and cons. I don't like sports. I like films about sports. Bro. This is basically an animated version of Up and Under, if you remember that movie. you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, this is basically that in animated form from oh, Ardman. I'm, go- I'm good with that. But uh... Well, um, at uh, Amy Houghton 7... I've I've not seen the first six Amy Hansons, that, That's fair. So, fair. Uh, I, I hear they get I hear they get progressively better. Progressively, I yeah. hear they actually get worse. Oh well, well, well reviews Amy reviews being what they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, says uh, just been to see uh, hashtag Early Man. Absolutely bloody brilliant. Definitely not one just for the kids. 
There's a bit of blue in there for, mm. for the dance. With the blue for the dance. Blue. Mm. Uh, perfect for all the family. Um, three white love hearts. Um, at uh, early man US. At Maisie uh, underscore Williams. At Twiddleston. I love that Twitter handle. Number four. Greatest Jackman. Which is really proving divisive, isn't it? Because critics hate it, audiences love it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I fit into the, the very rare category of critics who actually like it. I think there's two of us. And, uh, I like it. Yeah. I don't love it. I have issues with it. As I said before, <laughs> I needed someone to die. Or I needed, <laughs> I needed just more, like, more tragedy. I actually I yes. needed more BG slash steps. Yeah, I can go with that. Although I do still want uh, this is me to win best original song this year. Oh, it will. It but absolutely has to. I think. I think it will. It's a very strong year for best songs. To be it, honest, it really is. But I, think, isn't it? I think it will win. But uh, yeah, it, it is very much contingent on Hugh Jackman and his magnetic star appeal, and he's got that in spades. Yeah, he's, he's the most diverse working actor. Oh yeah, he can. Or at least diverse movie star. Full blown song and dance man. He's great in it. Zephron steps up to the plate to show he can do it just as well as well, and yeah, works for me. Over so, to you, uh, sir. At Yazzy twenty one oh two. 10 out of 10 would recommend watching the hashtag Greatest Showman uh, three times and then buying the DVD. It's not out on DVD yet. Well, give it time. Give it time, yeah. Um, And then just deservingly, and then there's uh, a circus town emoji, which I didn't didn't know existed. uh, You know, I I don't don't follow the emojis. There is, yeah, yeah. I think they've oversaturated the market. Mm. Number three. Uh, Maze Runner, the Death Cure, or whatever it's called. (sighs) That that other one. Yeah, it's the the one that's not divergent. The Hunger Maze. Yeah, yeah. The the, 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 the Virgin Hunger Maze games host. Host, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did one of us, didn't we? City, of, city of Bones. Beautiful host creatures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of Bones. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just throw it with mortal instruments. Um, this, I cannot for the life of me fathom how this has a fan base. And evidently it does, because I've seen a billion happy tweets from people who well, seem to... Well, first one is a good idea. First one's great. I'm sure the book series is pretty decent. In fact, a friend of mine said that the books are pretty good. She said mm. that the second one is actually the best. Ooh. But then the film... It's a completely different story. Oh, okay. That so, would explain an awful lot, because the second yeah. movie's terrible. Yeah. But, That's what she uh, said. Yeah, so I, I didn't like it. I mean, it's not for me, admittedly, but I thought it was complete dross. Over to you, sir. Um, at underscore Sawa Joy, Death Cure was 10 out of 10, but maybe 10.1 out of 10 now, because of Dylan, you know. Well, I think we don't know, Brian. I think he, we might is, have found that he audience. He's quite, quite the dish. Is he? Yeah. He always looks confused. I, I just think I like he, that. I like that in my in my tweens. He looks like he's trying months. to recite pie, but he never bothered learning it. What pie by uh, Dan Aronofsky? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. the script. He's, tr- he's trying to recall, oh, you know, like pie to more than two places, but he, he doesn't know them. Yeah. Oh, but. he looks good doing it. <laughs> Number two, uh, Coco. You love it, I love it, everybody loves it. Yeah. It, it, it's a Pixar movie. I mean, all right, it's not inside out or up, but oh, it's don't never do it. Stop be. comparing them. <laughs> it annoys me. It annoys me so much. <laughs> okay, so when Black Panther comes out, we can't say. <laughs> no, we can't. Okay, it's better than Age of Ultron. We can't do that. That's fair. I mean, I can tell you right now it's going to be better than Age of Ultron. But, but yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, beginning, middle, and end. As, as you know, I really hate it when we get to this point in either like film franchises or just 
connected films where we have to compare. We don't have to. It's a Pixar movie anyway. It's a, it's great. You will laugh, you'll yeah. cry, you'll hurl, and then you'll hug everyone around you on the way out of the theatre. And what's not to love? I mean, there's even a catchy song for you to take home as well called Remember Me, which I believe is Oscar-nominated now. Yeah, but, like, uh, like Pips has said. And, very, very strong year. Yeah, deservedly so. So, over to you, sir. At Goad Nano... Okay. Oh, we've started to at least a nano version of goats. That's what it is, yeah. Not the goat plus. After the air and the pro. <laughs> yeah. After the air and the pro, you get the nano. Goat that's how pro. it works. A goat pro. A goat pro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a video camera version. It is, yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, so, uh, I watched uh, at Pixar Coco last night, and my whole world is shook. I hate that. You, you, you hate that his world shook. is shook. I just hate. I'm, I'm a very negative person, aren't I? You really I are. I, I, yeah. I, I just shook is all in capital. Do you know what? If, if it's shook as well, then that's that's good. And then he's put a picture as well, but obviously I can't. I can't show you what the picture is, and I can't even see it because it's just got it's the, just like, a screen grab. Well, sorry, so, uh, sorry, that that's my it's, bad. It's pick.twitter.com forward slash ls5spjv. Oh, that one! Oh, I know that oh, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. Yes, Classic good image. image. Good image. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. Number one. You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. Gary Oldman. <laughs> Darkest Hour, <laughs> which is like a worse version of Churchill, to be honest, in in nearly every way except performance. Um, do you know what? If if you if if you you're gonna see, if you're paying money to see this, odds are you know what you're going in for, and odds are you're gonna get that out of it. It's very much all about the Churchill performance from from Oldman, which I think is a little bit too cartoony. But you know what? He's owed an Oscar anyway. Let him have it. And yeah, sometimes we get. We get there with some actors down there. Yeah, yeah, sometimes we do. And yeah. yeah. I mean, if he and Sam Rockwell win this year, I'm good with that. Um, yeah. I, it's really, yeah. Steep, steep categories. I would, I would love it if Sam Rockwell wins. I would absolutely be fine if Willem Dafoe wins. Well, everyone wants Willem yeah. Dafoe to win I'm everything. Gonna make, I'm, I'm going to make uh, two, uh, two Photoshop images of yeah. uh, Willem Dafoe holding an Oscar and Sam Rockall holding an Oscar. Yeah. For, for Willem Dafoe, I'm going to have a bit in Platoon, getting <laughs> shot, but he's holding a giant Oscar. Uh, what's, the, what's the Rockwell going to be? Rockwell maybe uh, is Justin Hammer. Do you know a bit oh. where he's like hold, holding a gun? Oh, there's that. I'd yeah. go with him dancing in Charlie's Angels. What, just dancing with an Oscar? Him, him, in, him in that like, ridiculously tight little black vest yeah. in, in Charlie's Angels when he's doing the dance. He dances so much and he, so well. He does. He's an expert dancer. Anyway, so uh, Darkest Hour, is, it's all right, but I don't think it was brilliant. Sorry, well, over to you. Uh, at uh, James A. Malcolm says, Went to see Hashtag Darkest Hour last night. Mm-hmm. Excellent, powerful film with Gary Oldman. Oh, Gary Oldman's in this. Oh, Gary Oldman's in um, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> um, uh, Mesmeric... Uh, mes- He's very good in the role of Churchill. <laughs> um, uh, worthy of an Oscar win, surely. I think you're probably right. Yeah, quite possibly. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Off Screen, the on screen radio show. And we're back, Mr. Allen. And you know what every week needs, I think? A Gerard Butler film. <laughs> exactly that! Yes, do you remember how much fun we had with his last one? What was it? Was it what was his last one, actually? Geostorm? Oh, of course it was. Yeah! Uh, we had such oh, a good man. time with Geostorm, didn't we? Watched Christmas as we well. Did. <laughs> we did! We literally it. got the family together Sick. and watched Geostorm. <laughs> Perfect family film. <laughs> it really was. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so now, having done his, like, Independence Day knockoff, mm. what he's done now is he's got his own heat knockoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And believe me, you ca- 
can synopsize this entire film as heat for morons. Mm. Uh, right. So Gerard Butler is the head of an elite LA task force, and you know they're an elite task force because they all have exactly the same beard and slick back hair look, and they, oh, wear they, like, they look great. Yeah, they like, wear like leather jackets over their flak jackets. Yeah, and and they, you know they, they it's, eat... it's like Sons of Anarchy with badges. Yeah, exactly. And they yeah. like pick up donuts from murder victims and just eat them and toss them by oh, the side of the road and stuff. Oh, is a, These is, are, a, is a renegade. Yeah, they they, they capital capital B badass. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. I One think, of those. I think that was a working title. <laughs> <laughs> capital B badass. Yeah. <laughs> right. They basically they set out to capture their latest mark, uh, which is a gang of thieves led by Pablo Schreiber, porn stash, as you pointed out last week. Yeah, um, and also includes. Uh, it includes what's Ice Cube's name, son? Oh man, Cubelet, Cubelet, Ice Drop, Ice Drop. There we go. What is his yeah. name? I've just lost oh, names. Um, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Thank you. Because yeah. O'Shea Jackson Jr. and somewhat implausibly Fifty Cent. And oh, ten Bob. Ten Bob. And they are. Ten Bob uh, Jackson. I think if you were just for inflation, he's ten cent now. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> the economy's crap, man. Yeah. So um, did you ever see that thing where they were, where his his album was actually on sale for fifty cents? Yes, I have. I love that. It's my favourite <laughs> thing ever. Sorry, let's get back to this. Um, so, you know, we've got the gang of thieves who are setting out to rob the LA Federal Reserve, in which we, they take all the money to be destroyed. Basically, it's, it's, it's blank money. They can just take it and do what they want. So they're setting out to rob that. The cops are trying to nick them for doing it. If this sounds familiar, Michael Mann did it about 20 years ago. But here's a clip of Gerard Butler doing it. Hey, change. It's for you, Fraulein. Thanks. <clears throat> Oh, there are always so many cops in here. Last place I think they'd be. Oh, uh, yeah, this day spot. You know, cheap liquor. Right. <laughs> yeah, also, there's a lot of shady cats in here, huh? Yeah, it's uh, kind of neutral grounds, you know. You must have heard some stories in this place. You know, give him a couple of drinks, steak on his plate, some nice women around him. To tell you mm. his darkest secrets. <laughs> Jerry Butler and O'Shea Jackson Jr. there. And, uh, right, okay, here's, here's the thing. I said heat for morons, right? That's, that's the grand total of mm. it. On a moment-to-moment basis, and there are about... You know, ooh, 140 of those minutes. So, yeah, this this is a near... I counted every single yeah, one of them. <laughs> this is a near two-and-a-half-hour-long film. What? I'm not kidding. Two hours, 20 minutes. I think it's 2, 2.22, I think. It's long. I think that's longer than Geostorm, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, and this isn't anywhere near as fun as Geostorm. So the, the problem with this is, from one moment to the next, what they do is just liberally nick ideas from better cops and robbers movies. And this gets to such a ridiculous extent, such a ridiculous extreme, that at one point, the film actually resorts to 50 Cent reenacting that scene from Bad Boys 2 in which the prom date comes around Martin Lawrence's house and they intimidate him. Oh, they, yeah, that's the one he's been pimping out on all the chat shows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, they literally nick that scene. And you're like, well, so you're not even going to try and add anything of your own to this. It's insane. It is the least original film since, I don't know, pick any of those Wayans spin-off spoof movies things. It's White Chicks. <laughs> White Chicks, yeah. Actually, that was one of their better ones. And that's pretty original. That's pretty original. Yeah. I'm thinking of, like, Scary Movie 5, you know, where they just literally reenact the same scene and the joke is, oh, oh look, we've done it, it again. 
you know, um, it is, it's hilariously bad at times. Gerard Butler's entire shtick here is riddled in cliche. I mean, it's enjoyably goofy for it, but, you know, enjoyably goofy does not sustain two and a half hours. Enjoyably goofy sustains 90 minutes tops. It's a really trying film. As a villain, Pablo Schreiber has very little screen appeal, um, which is annoying because I really liked him in Orange is the New Black. I didn't mind him in 13 Hours. I just think he's, he's terribly miscast here. 50 Cent is just laugh-out-loud funny in, in all the wrong ways in this. And uh, about the point that you get to hear O'Shea Jackson Jr. adopt a faux British accent for a second, you'll be laughing so hard you might finally forget that you've wasted two and a half hours of your life. I mean, genuinely, you could play a drinking game based on this movie and just drink every time it nicks a, a popular scene from another movie. Is he supposed to be an American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could, are you, could you drink every time that he slips into Scottish? <laughs> yeah, because I, I think you could do that with most films, but he's he's just doing that accent, you know that one he does. Yeah, that one. The one he does in Geostorm as Yeah, well. exactly. He's still got the. And then there's certain words where it's like, oh, oh yeah, you've just said haggis. Yeah, it's, you know what I mean, it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's no escaping that. Also, but he's a Scottish man. <laughs> this film committed the cardinal sin for me. Right, this is a film that has Dawn Olivieri in it very briefly as Gerard Butler's wife, and they waste the presence of Dawn Olivieri. I don't know who that is. Okay, well, if you uh, ever see Dawn Olivieri in anything, you'll understand why I was annoyed. She's a terrific actress, and I wish to see her in more. But she's in uh, here, she was in Bright as well. I've not seen Bright yet. I've seen I've, Bright. I, I, I have standards and have put it off. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Dawn Olivieri, uh, largely known for House of Lies with Don Cheadle. She plays his wife in that. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Um, so yeah, it's it's a waste of time unless you really can't be bothered to watch Heat and you just want one that's the same film but about twenty minutes. It's shorter by all means watch it but please for the love of god just consider watching heat instead i want to watch heat tonight now i want to watch heat every day i, I just love want to watch heat. anything with gangsters <laughs> said the departed i'll just kind of yeah. watch the sopranos okay so uh, over to you for a piece of news what do we got then um do you know this film with dwayne johnson was coming out rampage or skyscraper or no keep going there's, jungle, there's, jungle there's, cruise. Like, there's like another uh, oh no, you actually said it. Jungle oh, Cruise. Oh, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's go one. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Emily Blunt is now going to be in it. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I think that's pretty that's, good. That's good yeah. cast. I don't know who she's going to be playing. Love interest. Quite possibly. Love I can possibly, see that. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's fairly age appropriate. I think she's she's into her. You know, is she in forties now? I don't know. Uh, she very late thirties. I think I, mid I to late thirties, I suppose. Uh, funnily she's enough, uh, her husband's uh, new uh, Amazon series got a trailer last night. Yeah, which I've not watched. I've heard good things. I'm a big Even fan of Jack Ryan. He is Jack Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Jack Ryan. Can't wait to see the series. But uh, speaking of Dwayne Johnson love interests, I, I, find, I still find it really interesting that his love interest in Skyscraper is Nev Campbell. Yeah, I found that's, that weird cast. I just well. can't. I like it because yeah, I never I, see him anymore. I, yeah, that's it, isn't never it? Never in a film that big. House it? of Cards, I think, was the last time we saw Nev Campbell, but. Yeah. Yeah, and even then you tend to forget she's in that. That's great. No. I think, um, yeah, they, they played the whole Karen Gillan love interest thing really, really well in Jamaica. They did, didn't they? Yeah. It's, it's not it's not them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I talk about something then that's uh, far ropier than anything Dwayne Johnson starred in of late? Could I stop you if I tried? No, no, you could not, Case. But I would welcome the, the amusement of seeing you try. Um, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Lies We Tell, Ooh. which stars Gabriel Byrne and Sibylla Dean. He's and been in good films, hasn't he? Gabriel Byrne's done one or two good ones. This isn't one of them. No, shame. And, uh, it's no, uh, so Sibylla Dean's in it. Mil- Harvey Mil- Keitel. 
Hotel briefly cameos, and uh, oh, yeah. Mark Addy is in it as well. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robert Baratheon's in it. Robert Baratheon's in it. Ask Gabriel Burns. I can't tell if he's his brother or cool. his best friend. Can't quite you know, tell. My mother-in-law cannot watch film Father Cartel because she has watched um, uh, Bad Lieutenant. I was just going to say, is it Bad Lieutenant? Is it the Dong thing? Yeah. So oh, she can't God. watch a Harvey Keitel film now. <laughs> okay, that's absolutely fair. His, his penis has lost him an audience. It, it, it would seem so. Yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> this uh, this stars Gabriel Byrne as uh, as, a, as a driver for a, uh, a wealthy... He, he could be criminal, he could not be, but Harvey Keitel. Uh, Harvey Keitel dies suddenly and leaves behind instructions for his trusty driver to cover up his indiscretions, as it were, including going round to this very lovely uh, spare apartment that he has, and turfing out the mistress he's been keeping there, who so happens to be, you know, a gorgeous 20-something South Asian Asian born lawyer. And in in his encounter with her, he finds himself sort of becoming a part of her life, which involves facing off against a gangster who happens to be her cousin slash ex-husband. And there's also uh, an incriminating video of her and Harvey Keitel they have to find, but I'll be really honest, it's kind of hard to keep track. Here's a clip of Gabriel Byrne in his silliest accent yet. Mr. Lampros is dead. I'm Donald, his driver. Mr. Lampros gave me certain instructions. He wants the flat cleared out, so I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I seen ya. The truth is, I met a half-naked girl in my dead boss's flat, but the psychopathic ex-husband is also a drug dealer, and he's about to marry a 15-year-old... 16! What are you going to do now? You're going to run, are you? I mean, to call it rubbish would be blunt and to the point, so I'm just going to do that and call it rubbish. Uh... (laughs) Gabriel Byrne's trying, and I will always applaud any effort to give Sybilla Dean a film role, because I'm a big fan of Sybilla Dean. I liked her in uh, Tyrant, which is an excellent series, if you haven't seen it. Basically a sort of modern-day Lawrence of Arabia-type thing, set in the modern Middle East. Um, you know, she's trying, but unfortunately the film just simply isn't any good. Um, it's written and directed by uh, first-time filmmaker uh, Mitu Misra, and it does have something of a, a, a televisual flair to it, but towards the end, it seems to lean more towards the actual uh, visual, the cinematic style of those kind of faux, tense Bollywood thrillers. Mm. And the problem is the juxtaposition of its setting, its cast, and that doesn't quite come together. Uh, You do come away from it all thinking, well, you made an effort in the last two minutes, and Gabriel Byrne's trying, and Sabilla Dean's got all the charm in the world, but unfortunately the film simply is rubbish. Um, He is in uh, a new horror film from A24. Is he? coming out. Well, that's going to be amazing, clearly. It just had its premiere in Sundance. Is this hereditary, hereditary or something? Yeah, and the trailer dropped for it around the time that it was premiering. Is it Sundance. meant to be the most disturbing thing ever or something? The trailer is amazing. I've not seen it yet. Yeah. I've been it's, hearing it's very well put together, but apparently he's great. Apparently it's the best Tony Collette has ever been. Well, I, I was that's a high bar already, yeah, though. I, I think she's really, really just like underappreciated. Uh, well, I do want to signal out, uh, just uh, single out one other thing about this film. Uh, Jan Udin, who plays the villain KD. Uh, nope. Nope, nope. Terrible performance. Far too mincing. Doesn't work. KD. Uh, KD, yeah. Terrible performance. KD terrible Lang. character. Yeah, yeah. In fact, actually, <laughs> K- KD, KD Lang was actually more threatening than this character. Mm. Who basically just plays it as this sort of preening lo- Loki type, but is meant to be a real world I mean, club DJ if you gangster. Don't go breaking my heart. There is something. 
<laughs> threatening yeah. about it. Original words actually don't go back in my uh, spine. That's, that's well, the original yeah. title for that. Um, but you know what? There's a cute dog in it, so I'll forgive it that. With the latest film news and reviews. This is Off Screen. The On Screen Radio Show. And we're back, Mr. Allen. Hi. So, um, do, you, do you want to do a piece of film news for me before we get to the yeah, okay. last and the biggest review of the week? Go on. So, riddles. Riddles? Yeah. As in, Sir Riddles. Okay, yes, yes, Sir Ridley Scott, yes. Yeah, Sir, Sir Riddle. But <laughs> you could tell me a riddle then. <laughs> oh, I should. I see without seeing. To me, darkness is as clear as daylight. <laughs> <laughs> I should frame all the news. Mr. E. Nigma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, let's, 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 let's just watch, uh, references. Yeah, let's watch Batman Forever. Let's Indeed. It is Batman Forever. That is, yeah. yeah. Batman it's Forever and Batman and Robin. And, 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 and another name for mystery? Enigma. Exactly. Mr. Enigma. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> so do I, but I hate myself. <laughs> I hate myself yeah. for liking it. So, um, Ridley Scott has been given this year's uh, BAFTA uh, Fellowship. Oh, award, has he? Which is essentially like the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Mel Brooks got it last year, and then Sir Ridley Scott, which I feel... I mean, he, he could have got this like 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> it's strange it has taken this long. Hasn't really Scott always been about 75? He's never been nominated for Best Director of BAFTAs as well. No, wow, okay. Uh, but the Scott is 80. He's 80? Yeah. He just seems to have always been the age he is now. But even going back to like the 70s and 80s, he just seems to have been this age. This, yeah. I think when it was like in the 90s, he kind of got to this look and he's just yeah. stayed like that for 20, 30 years. Good Lord. So he's going to get the fellowship. Nice. Yeah, which is it's the biggest honour I think you can get. I think, to be honest, after pulling I'm off after. what he did with all the more the money in the world, I think... Yeah, you've got it. Yeah. yeah, he's earned it. He yeah. earned it for that one. Because he pulled that together in, what, 10 days? Good for him. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about the film that we kind of knew in advance, before it even had a title, was going to be Oscar fodder. Let's talk about Phantom Thread, in which Daniel Day-Lewis takes... Ghost clubs. Yeah, takes one last turn in front of the camera as Reynolds Woodcock, master tailor in post-war 50s London, um, in a movie written and directed by PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson. And uh, it's very much a haute couture kind of a movie. It's all shot in that style. Its production values are very much of the haute couture or uh, persuasion. Um, and basically, the story is that uh, Reynolds Woodcock, which doesn't work as a name, does it? Reynolds Woodcock? But anyway. I don't know, it kind of does. He runs the fashion house, the House of Woodcock, as it's I li- called. I like any first name that sounds like it's been pluralised. <laughs> yeah, like, there was an actor... In fact, it's the old guy uh, in the first Home Alone film. It's oh, yeah. called Robert's Blossom. Ah, I did not know that. What a bizarre piece of information I now have stored in my head. Yeah. Thanks for that. I had it first, and now now you have it. That's okay. That's that's a very... I feel sad for knowing that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I feel sad. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so uh, Reynolds Woodcock runs the house of Woodcock Fashion House. He makes the best dresses in the world. When the movie opens, he's making one for a, a lady of, of high society, and then goes to the party which she's going to wear this dress, and stands in the corner and watches his work be admired by the masses. He's also kind of a narcissistic douchebag. He is a master artist, but he's a terrible, terrible person. He's very precise. He likes things his way. He has no time for pleasantries. He's pretty much a please, thank you, go away kind of a man. He's very, very specific. Um, into his world comes a waitress named Alma, played by uh, Vicky Creeps. Vicky Creeps? Creeps? 
K-R-I-E-P-S. Mm. I'm just saying to say creeps for the argument's sake. Let's, let's say creeps. Um, and uh, Alma's arrival in his life uh, starts to disrupt his his very rigid and flexible way of doing things, and it will push them both into darker areas than they ever thought possible, and that's all I'm going to tell you about it, because this could very, very easily be spoiled. Now, here's a clip. No, Alma, what's he doing? There's tea for you. Don't put the tray on the table, please. Just take it off. I didn't ask for tea. No, but... You take it out, please. Yes, I can take it out. It's a bit late now, isn't it? I'm taking it out. Yeah, but it's a bit late now, isn't it? But I'm taking it out. The tea is going out. The interruption is staying right here with me. So yeah, not the easiest man in the world to get on with, as you can uh, as you can tell from the clip. Um, right, the performance is exemplary. It is absolute, one hundred percent A grade, out of this world, masterful. It is a barnstormer of a performance. Um, I now genuinely have come came away from this. I had no interest in the film. I, I, I mean, I really didn't. I, I don't think I'd even seen a trailer. Um, I just knew what it was. I had no interest in seeing this. Obviously, I do for the you know, for the job. But uh, having now seen it, please let, forget Oldman. This is the Oscar performance this year. This is the 100% A-grade caliber performance. He's amazing in this. And yes, that meme about the breakfast. It's first time acting as well. Is it his first time? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Mm, for. <laughs> He's honestly so good in this. Yeah, the, the meme about breakfast. Yeah, the meme, the be- breakfast meme. Yeah. Having seen the movie, I absolutely understand it. what it is. And you will laugh your ass off at it when it's actually in the film. The, the the genius of it is is that his entire performance is built around the idea that he says these really outlandish things, but in true Daniel Day-Lewis fashion, does them not just deadpan, but almost aggressively deadpan, <laughs> and it really works. All the laughs in the film, and there are actually quite a few, come from the way that Daniel Day-Lewis delivers these deadpan moments. He does it as if he's an alien, as if he's as if he's this is his first time meeting people, and that's every interaction you see him in. He's absolutely terrific in there. Uh, Leslie Manville, I quite like as his sort of trusty sitters, his trusted sister, his his closest companion. Um, but Vicky Creeps as Alma, I thought was absolutely terrific. I think she's really good in there. Um, there's uh, there's a lot there's a lot of really great performances in there. I don't there's not a name cast. They're not they're not a cast of you know known accomplished actors. It's just a very, very well cast film in terms of the quality of the performances you get and the supporting ranks are terrific. But you know, they're all surrounding this living golden statue that is Daniel Day Lewis, and he's just amazing in it. If this really is, as we've been threatened with, the final Daniel Day Lewis performance. It's a hell of a one to go out on. It really is. The story takes you to absolutely unexpected places. You do not know what you're walking into. And I'm not saying that in a cell, uh, brawl in cell block 99 kind of a way. <laughs> or, you know, a, a uh, what's the one I like? Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Oh, <laughs> It's yeah. not like Bone Tomahawk or anything. Oh, but, I would uh, love to see that. I don't know. <laughs> in Bone Tomahawk. Oh, just, a, just a film like that. In an S. Craig Zala movie. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Um, oh, what would you do? Go on. If... Bone Tomahawk and Last of Mohicans were like actually connected. I would, I would, like ab- a shared. Universe. I would absolutely, I would absolutely need to change my trousers. I, I would. That would, that would oh, excite that me incredible. greatly. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I really loved this film. I thought it was absolutely terrific. I thought it was uh, moving at times. I thought it was hilarious in others. But I can't get past the Daniel Lewis performance. That For me, that is everything in this mm. film. And hats off to him. I mean, a hat he presumably will have stitched. But himself, uh, yeah. himself yes. Yeah. Uh, really astounding work. Genuinely brilliant film. Um, I... I could make a serious case for this being better than uh, Three Billboards in, in my Oscar, in my Oscar really? chart. This, I really could. Oh. I really, really dug this. <laughs> I'm gushing over it. It's film of the week. Anyway, okay, it's film of the week. Let's just, let's just call a spade a spade. It's film of the week. Uh, so, yeah, you know, make of that what you will. Go and see it, whatever you do. Uh, stop bothering with Darkest Hour. It doesn't need your money. It's had enough. Uh, go and you see... You have a real problem with that film. I'm tired of it being lauded. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think it has been. Not really. Oh. His performance is getting lauded. Yeah, the, fil- the film itself is pretty widely considered as being, like, three star. Yeah, fair enough. There's a decent performance. But, but, it, supporting. Of, of the Oscar films this year, the two best I've seen so far mm. are genuinely Three Billboards and Phantom Thread. Although, I, Tonya, my third so far. And you've not seen Lady Bird, you've not seen Shape of Water. Exactly, and they're supposed to be amazing, so we shall see. Lady Bird is incredible. So, next week, we have Tad, the Lost Explorer and the Secret of King Midas. An animated movie that looks like it's been made for very little, but uh, I think it's a sequel as well. Oh, right. Yes, and yeah. we also have right. Loveless, which I believe is a Russian film, I think. It's beginning a lot of advertising. We have the Polish film, You Have No Idea How Much I Love You. See, you got a recording of me saying that to you now, Case. Okay, so that's what that is. Uh, He's we, out for black now. Exactly. We have uh, Colin Firth in The Mercy. Colin Firth and Rachel Weisz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have... Clint Eastwood's latest. That is next week already. Yep. The fifteen seventeen to Paris. But uh, we're actually... This is the thing. That's all out next week. We're obviously not doing a show next week. Uh, we're having uh, the week off. Yeah. So, I mean, a, we, we can maybe review The Mercy of fifteen seventeen to Paris when we get back, when we will also be reviewing... Da, 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 Black Panther. DC <sighs> film, yeah? Sorry? DC. The, the DC one, yeah. DC. DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Thor's brother or something. Black Panther Man. A DC movie about like Thor's brother mm. or something like that. He's Catman. Yeah. Universal Catman. film. Yeah, yeah, Universal. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Catman is an actual DC superhero. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, an incredibly There's a naff one. Though, isn't there? Just... Very naff one. Yeah. yeah. Colson and Kelly Gentleman and I had a little... Ghost film. That's what I want. Which one? Gentleman Ghost. That could work, yeah. yeah. No, Kelly and uh, Colson and I had a sort of weird obsession for like three hours with Catman. Really? Yeah. Catman. Just. Like one of those random things you do with your friends for yeah. three hours. Just, you know, bombarding each other with Catman. Well, just... Colson dress up like Catman. <laughs> Colson would look amazing as Catman. I need to see those I would pay money to see that. <laughs> right, so, in the meanwhile, uh, that's all to come in cinemas near you next week, but there's no show next week, so uh, don't be tuning in looking for one. Sorry at this point. In the meanwhile, uh, this has been a Kelly Stop for On Screen. I've been Van Connor. And I... I've been Daniel Day-Lewis, and this is my last episode of Offscreen. <laughs> and we'll return. Just show me the way to get out of here, and I'll be on my way. You've been listening to Offscreen. For more news and reviews, visit onscreenfilm.com. Okay, Yes, I'm aware I've just done it. I've said the Phantom Thread. You've become everything you hate. I'm everything I despise is what I am, yeah. And (laughs) it's like it's like Pixies. You don't say the Pixies, it's just Pixies. Yeah, actually that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or Foo Fighters.
Yes, excellent case. You never say the Foo Fighters, do you? No. Yeah, no. It's just Foo Fighters. I don't know. I say Foo's, to be honest with you. I think a lot of people say Foo's, and a lot of people say uh, Chili's. There's yeah. a lot of slot words in that band name, though. Yeah, there's four yeah, entire words <clears throat> in that band name. It's too much. Yeah, there are, yeah, absolutely. Totally. Sort it out, Anthony Kiedis. Uh, can I just belt out Makala really quickly and then we can do some news and it's more fun. Um, do it. Makala is not very fun, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, Makala is a documentary about a Congolese uh, charcoal farmer. Um, and it's, it, I mean, it's all in uh, it's all in its native tongue, so it's subtitled so that we can't play a clip. And, it's all in uh, Congolese. It's all in Congolese. Is that, is that the language Congolese? I, I don't know. I just, I wanted to say Congolese. <laughs> <laughs> it feels nice to say, doesn't it? Congolese, yeah. It's like 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 Francisco. That sounds fun to say, Francisco. <laughs> Francisco. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, it uh, it largely follows Kawit uh, uh, Kasongo, the young uh, young farmer. It was, he was on the poster there, and uh, literally, it's a day in the life of kind of a story. It's just. It's, it's, it's a documentary in the sense of yes, it documents this guy's life, but it's mm. literally just following this guy around with a with a, with a camera, and that that's it. And then he mines some charcoal, and he sells some charcoal, and then there's some end credits, and uh, you go home feeling off a fill. And far snootier critics than I proclaimed it to be a masterpiece. Um, I proclaimed it to be. Um, You're not one of the snootier critics. No, I am not. No. For one thing, I've read a comic book in my you life. Are, you are not a snoot. I've seen cartoons. I know what Rick and Morty hmm. is. So I've, I've had joy and laughter in my heart. I've seen boobies. Uh, <laughs> I've touched a boob. That's how it works. <laughs> Just one. Just one. And I decided I didn't it, want to tempt fate. <laughs> I decided it wasn't for me. <laughs> is this what all of us? That's just that's that's a scene that really needs to be in a film, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I didn't enjoy Macala at all. I can't rate it on any kind of artistic, stylistic, thematic, narrative, or art, or uh, general cinematic level. I found it to be a waste of time. It was ninety six minutes that I I just got absolutely nothing out of. I'm sorry, I really didn't. Um, not for me. I'm not at all, and I don't think it would really be for anyone who's in the audience of this show. To be honest, because you wouldn't watch a film like this and listen to us, it just wouldn't happen. Mm. But speaking of uh, interesting films, um, I saw a rom com comedy this morning. A rom com comedy. A rom com. A rom com trailer. Sorry, rom com comedy. A rom com trailer for rom com comedy. Rom com comedy. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like Rin Tin Tinny, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so a rom com trailer from Netflix. For a new film called When We First Met? Yes, I've not watched the trailer yet, but I know of the film of which we speak. Do you know what the concept of this film is? Uh, I know that it's just got... Um, it's Adam Devine. It's Adam Devine. And uh, Alexander Dario. Yep. And Robbie Amell. And it's from the director of The Duff. Yes, is it really? It really is. So when are we? When are we all watching? We're it? binging this when it comes out in like February second, I think. Can, can one binge a film? Can, well, because no, we're going to double it up with the Duff. Because because I've not seen it in a week. No, no, yeah. that's how it works. And the women in our lives make us watch the Duff over yeah. and over again. The Duff, Mean Girls, Wedding Singer, Sisters, and Repeats. Yeah, that's it, basically. Those are the only films Case and I ever get to watch <laughs> when we have our group hangs. Anyway, so the plot of this movie is three... In 2014, Adam Devine meets Alexander Daddario at party. Um, waits too long to make his move and gets friend-zoned. Three years later, she's going to marry Robbie Amell, and he discovers a way to travel back in time repeatedly to try and fix the friend-zone thing. Huh. That's the movie. That's a pretty cool premise. Yeah, it looks a bit candy-coated, but... 
the Duff influence come the you know the idea that it's from the you know the individual behind the Duff does shine through. So I'm intrigued enough. I will watch it. It's got Robbie Amell in. He's a very handsome man. I enjoy watching Robbie Amell on screen, glistening, <laughs> glistening pectorally as he does. Yeah, looking oh. like a statuesque Greek god in that manner that he does so well. That's the only way to describe uh, him, I think. I, I think so. Also, yeah. he does the peck pop very well. He does. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah, when we watch the Duff, me and Van actually just watch it alone. We do, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we do. We absolutely watch it alone. Yeah. It's uh, it's not something we like to talk about publicly. Um, <laughs> God, I love Mae Whitman in that movie. Anyway. But, uh, <laughs> you were just like, quick, mention a girl. Quickly, overcompensate. <laughs> Overcom- yeah. Boobs, boobs. Yeah. <laughs> What's the, uh, what is it he chucks into the song in Popstar? You know the uh, the Equal Rights song? You start oh, to mention not gay. Uh, yeah, not gay. Yeah. He's like, Predator, Predator, Fried Chicken, uh, Chuck Norris. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> he just starts doing that. I love that. By the way, it turns out there's a blooper reel for Popstar, and I've never seen it. So that's, that's getting played when I get home. Mm. Uh, so, news. Let us news our way to the end. News, news, news. What have we got in the news? Uh, Harvey Weinstein continues to be douchebag. Really? Yeah. He's still alive? Yeah. Okay. Medical science knows no bounds. Yes. Yeah. Um, you, would, you would think that something would have happened to... Like, I, I don't know, just him being imprisoned or just... <laughs> I think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, he's doubled down on his uh, denial that he didn't uh, rape uh, Rose McGowan. And this time he's dragging uh, Paul Batfleck into it. Oh. By using uh, some emails that Batfleck... Um, Have you seen this? I've seen that poster. Yeah. I've, yeah, that is the poster for uh, The First Purge, which yeah. is the new Purge on which is a prequel. Yeah. And is a hat... Like the Make America Great Again hat that says first page. Sorry, please continue. He's dragging Ben Affleck down with him. Yeah, Ben Affleck apparently sent uh, some emails along with uh, Rose McGowan's former manager um, what? saying that these things didn't happen or just so- <laughs> something like that. And now, have I seen is like using these emails? Ugh, mind you, you saw the Grovel email he sent out when he was basically going down. Yeah. And have you heard? Do you know they're making a TV series spin off of Bad Boys? Yes. Right. You know this it's is, this is bad boys for oh no that's a film, isn't it? No, that's film. Bad that apparently has just got two directors. Oh yes, yes. I'm sorry, yeah. the story is there. But I I, I was thinking of the uh, that's what reminded me, sorry, of this uh, particular story. Um the T V series spin off, which is gonna follow Martin Lawrence's sister, yes. Gabrielle Union. Uh have a guess who's just joined the cast of that? Who? Ernie Hudson. Ernie Shut Hudson. The front door, yeah, Ernie Hudson's gonna be in it. Get I'm it. guessing police captain. That's what you get. Kind of an obvious that's one, isn't you it? Get, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, police captain or mayor, you know that that that's casting that works. Yeah, I would go with that. <laughs> I love Ernie Hudson so much. I mean, he's literally the first guy to ever be the Winston of a franchise. Yeah, <laughs> he's the, the OG Winston. He is. Yeah. He's the original could, Winston of a could franchise. Could he maybe be her dad? Actually, that's a good point because their their parents are never really oh. particularly. Acknowledge in the movie. Be her dad and the mayor, and also the villain. Oh, that's 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 a lot of depth. It's there. a triple threat. That is a layered character right there. Yeah. Who's directing Bad Boys Three? Then do we know? Um, two two guys. people, two humans. I forgot, I forgot my names. Their their Look bodies are made of Look largely up, water. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the directors of Snowfall, uh, Adil El Arbi right. and yeah. Bill Al Falar. Yes. yes, okay. Those guys. Those are the guys who are currently set to direct Beverly Hills Cop 4 as well. 
Really? Yeah. So I'd imagine one of those is getting ditched. That, that was going to be Brett Ratner. That ain't happening anymore. Oh, God, no. no. Well, Joe Carnahan was going to do it, wasn't He's he? really just a poor man's Harvey Weinstein, isn't he now? Brett Ratner, at this point. Brett Ratner is the less classy version of McGee, if you can imagine <laughs> such a thing. Hey, McGee is fine in my book now that I've watched my babysitter. Oh, you watched he's, it? Did you love? Oh, I, I watched it ages ago. I watched oh, it, I watched okay. it the weekend when it came out, but I feel like he's been somewhat redeemed. Uh, well, yeah, and he gave that. me another dancing Sam Rockwell. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate him. Uh, oh, I, I'm such a fan of Samara Weaving in The Babysitter. Anyway, uh, Passion of the Christ 2. This time it's personal. <laughs> this time it's Christ, yeah. <laughs> Christ on a bike. Passion of the Christ 2. Crucify this. Yes, that yeah. was it. Thank you. Um, th- that's going to star. Uh, that's going to star Jim Caviezel again. It's been confirmed. Mel Gibson will be confirmed. It's confirmed to direct it. Oh. It's I, happening. The only, I do think the only reason why he got that gig is because his initials were also JC. <laughs> I know it's really yeah. true, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, Steven Spielberg and his next two films are definitely going to be. Well, he says definitely uh, going to be West Side Story and Indiana Jones Five. Apparently, Indy's first, Indy's though, first. because he wants to Indy's have first, a wide but search. They are, for, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Still, they're, they're looking for. I didn't know this. Did you know Mark Salling had died from yeah. Glee? Huh? I did not know this. Uh, was that announced yesterday? Maybe night before. The tw- this article was twelve hours old. Oh yeah, it would have been last night. Yeah, he was thirty-five. Um, he was. He was. Uh, he'd been convicted of having something. Porn. Oh and, really? Okay. Yeah, and uh, took his own life yesterday. Oh. That's uh, very that, that that's very conflicted as a story. Yeah, Jumanji Free's coming! Yay! <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> you predicted that as well. That's what I remember on last week's show. I think you predicted it, and then like tw- twenty four hours later, that news got announced. Yeah, Christmas twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's bonkers. Uh, best of luck to them. You know, yeah. apply. I mean, well, what 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 was the date for Jumanji two? That was was that mid December. Yeah, even just like the seventeenth thereabouts. It was something like that. It was the so week I, after Star Wars. I would imagine we'll just do the same thing with this one, right? Well, that's the thing. It For means it will also go up against Star Wars again. Yeah, but and it yeah, thing with Jumanji though is Jumanji previewed all over the place in, throughout December. Yeah. So you know it kind of did compete directly with Star yeah. Wars. So I, I think mm. just do the same strategy because it worked so well. Yeah, why, why not? not? Just to try to repeat it, even if it doesn't do the same kind of returns. I don't know if the film could possibly be as, as enjoyable as the second one, but... It'll, it'll still make some bank, I think. It will, yeah. yeah. Um, Detective Pikachu has some new cast members. Yeah, it does. Bill Nye. Bill Nye. And Chris Gear, who I'm a big fan of, mm. uh, from You're the Worst, and currently Modern Family. But uh, yeah, that to look forward to. That uh, uh, Casey Affleck has uh, withdrawn from presenting the Best Actress uh, Oscar at the Oscars this year. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Good lord. Oh, I've got all the, like, really depressing news. You have, haven't you? Yeah. I want a good one. Have you seen this finally a trailer out for for Mute? Yeah. The, the Duncan Jones it, one. I've not day. seen it. Yeah. But, uh... It right. looks good. Help me out with this story, because I've not read the details. Apparently there's a fourth Cloverfield film that's already been made. I've not read the details well. Yeah, apparently it's been made. Uh, the third one hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. Um, it's the first trailer's going to be this the, week, isn't it? It's in the process of being bought by Netflix, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, God Particle is the third one. Ah, yes, they, they did say Looks that. like it's going to be released on Netflix now. 
That's fair enough. You know, everything's going to get that way eventually anyway. Which makes sense. Uh, Jennifer Hudson is going to be uh, playing Aretha Franklin. How good a casting is that? I mean, who else do you get? Yeah. Who I else mean, do you get? Well, apparently Aretha Franklin specifically chose her. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it was Aretha Franklin's yeah. a very specific, adamant choice, Jennifer Hudson. She That's is the only reason why I will watch The Voice on a Saturday night, because she is so ridiculously entertaining. <laughs> She's amazing. Really? Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. <clears throat> I've never been particularly been a, a fan. But By the way, did you see the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer? I did, and I saw the poster, which was essentially the poster for Ant-Man. Yeah. But with Wasp. Yeah. I Clever. love that trailer. I can't wait. It's yeah. going to be so good. But... A lot of people on Twitter were having a big argument about the whole building suitcase thing. Why? Yeah. Why? I know why. It's a film. But, it's funny. Like, yeah. It's funny, it's exactly the kind of thing that character would do. But they were taking issue with, like, oh, when it shrinks, what happens to all the people? There's no one inside it, obviously. Yeah, but they were saying, does does everything inside the building, like, tip over when he moves it? Is there, like, like like an anti-gravitational device in there? It's the Marvelverse. You know, everything's frozen in time. Uh, Uh, Henry Cavill will apparently be in Shazam. Yes, I heard this. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be... an interesting uh, coup if they pull that one off. Yeah, I feel I do feel sorry for Superman. I know. I mean, he's, you know, I've seen interviews with him and he seems like a nice enough guy. It's just yeah. uh, I think he's a good Superman. I just don't think he's had a good Superman film. I don't even. They've never written it as Superman. Oh, right, I think he's got the potential to be. He's got the Superman. potential to be yeah. definitely, but they've never bothered writing him as Superman. It's just this horrible, nasty, nasty equivalent. But. Mm. Uh, Brandon Routh is going to start in Anastasia. Okay. What? Oh, well, there's, your, there's your Ernie Hudson story, by the way. Brandon Routh's going to star in Anastasia. Is that the live-action Anastasia? I believe it is. Who is he playing? It's a czar. So... Is he playing Anastasia's dad? Right, he's, going to, he's czar Nicholas II, who I believe is the father. The father of Anastasia, yeah. It is... I'm uh, weirdly invested in Anastasia, because I really, really like that animated Anastasia film. Well, I don't know. Really this great. is a reimagining. Do you know what the plot is? No. <laughs> right. Is Christopher Lloyd playing Vasputin again? That's right. all I want to know. No, no word of a lie. This is the actual plot, right? <laughs> Anastasia is out for blood. D- during, uh, during, the, yeah, during the coup by Vladimir uh, by Lenin, yeah. uh, Anastasia goes through a portal and winds up in 1988. That's the plot of this what? movie. Yes. This is what the live-action Anastasia will be about. Yes. <laughs> what year? 1988. Weird year choice. Weird it? year. Well, I don't know, because Reagan. Reagan, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Reagan. Wouldn't, I would have oh, come, no. I would have come back to the 70s, where no, Boney M have just released the song, Very true. Last Routine. Hang on, if it's 88, that. it could be the last six months of Reagan, or the first six months of, of Bush. Bush. Sure, interesting. I mean, the Berlin Wall still up at <laughs> oh. that point. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Is it is it like a is it a rom com or is it? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Not a clue. It sounds like it's a great many things. Um, like Margot Robbie turned up in this Dundee thing now as well. Oh, everyone, every Australian, every actor, Australian actress. Yeah, <laughs> I bet Russell Crowe's. <laughs> Russell Crowe's in it. Is Russell Crowe in it? Yeah. I, I just had odds on him. Oh, no, it, it says probably, right there. Crowe, I think it's I uh, odds on him harassing them over the phone. Come on, let me do the film. Let me it, do it. <laughs> he's a newspaper magnate called J, Crow, J.P. Steele. Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, I tell you. Uh, Meryl Streep is going to be in Big Little Lies 2. Yes, I heard well, that. season two, because it's a TV show. 
But, yeah, yeah, because every woman of any importance is in that film, so in that series. So yeah, okay, fair enough. I think you need to see that show. You, I, I don't, I don't appreciate the tone. Which you, <laughs> I have not watched it. Yeah, it's really great. Can He's I... going to play in uh, the mum of uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, okay, fair enough. Sure Can I ask you about a trailer that appeared over the weekend? All right. Uh, Deep Blue Sea 2. Oh, not watched it. Not watched it yet. You not watched it yet? No, okay. Can I, just, can I just kill some suspense for you? Because this is not, it seems, a sequel. They're just doing the same thing again. It's one of those sequels. So is it spell Deep Blue Sea 2 T double O? Yeah, it, it really could be. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea as well. Literally the same yeah. plot as the first Deep Blue Sea. I'm like, why would you bother doing this? We've already uh, achieved perfection. Yeah. So, uh, you've, you've already soared too close to the sun with the first one. You know, either go full on into the sun. Is, uh, is LL Cool button. J coming and doing another song? No, no, that's the thing as well. No LL Cool J. I mean, who you've got to get my money. Who is the modern day equivalent of LL Cool J? <sighs> Don't know. Maybe just LL Cool J is always around, isn't he? Uh, well, yeah, LL's not gone anywhere. He's, he's doing he's, a he's, sync battle. He's in NCIS now, isn't he? Yeah. He's a member of the NCIS LA team. Because, you know, Didn't ladies love Cool James. Um, a, a, yeah, a Kennedy Center honor a few years ago. I think he did. Which is pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> ladies love it, man. Ladies love. Ladies love cool, cool James. James. That's yeah. how it works. <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible Six has a title. Oh yes, go on. Yeah. Do you like it? You know what it is, don't you? I do. Like, I do know it. I know it, and I'm okay with it. The titles have never bothered me on these things. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm all right. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Fair enough. I mean, I like the fact that there's going to be an actual straight sequel for the first time in the history of this franchise. Well, this is the first time that we've had a director do two Mission Impossible films. Yep. And why not? Because that fifth film was great. Yeah, mind you, I think they've all been pretty great. I've not got a problem with any of the Mission Impossibles. Yeah. Um, I, yeah and, like, I, and I don't care what anyone says, I will defend the second one. Two. I will yeah. defend the second one, because I remember when there were only two Mission Impossible movies, and everyone had to defend the first one. Misdirected woo. <laughs> any woo. after, <laughs> yeah, Which is pretty much any John Woo film. Yeah. Um, Garrett Hedlund has revealed that apparently it was the failure of Tomorrowland that caused Disney to kill Tron 3. They're not Tron 2. They're <laughs> not Tron 2. Uh, I, I still like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of Tomorrowland. I'm a fan of Tron uh, yeah. Tron Legacy. Um, yeah, you know, that's, that, I'm, a, I'm a Tron fan. Um, <laughs> leave me alone. I'm a Tron fan. Leave me alone. Fan. I'm a Tron fan. Damn it. Get off my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now we have to put this in as explicit. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to drop some more in? You know, you can do it now. Caps off. Caps off, dicks on. The caps off, dicks on. <laughs> Shit, the seal's been broken, oh, man. Seal has been broken. But, oh, I don't That's know. what happened when, when Heidi Klum left him. Oh, wolves, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. I haven't got anything else. This I haven't either. This, this That's it. Madness. We've done. No, we've done. That's it. We're not doing a show next Poor week. heartbroken seal. <laughs> But you know, he got Image and Poots out of it in the end, so you know, and he fought yeah. Wolves, so yeah. Um, yeah, so no show next week, uh, because when we will be, would be doing it, I will be watching Black Panther because it's the only time I can see it. I'm gonna see it on the 13th of February. Well, that's the thing, when we come back, we will have both seen it, that's the good news, yeah, that's good. So, yeah, there's that, so we will do a proper review. Mm. And cool. And I think that week that we would come back, the only three national press shows that week are Black Panther, Ladybird, and The Shape of Water. Oh, man, that's so good. So we've got a week to fill, effectively. So we might as well carry the stuff over from the week we're not doing. I think we just do that six degrees of separation thing we started earlier. No, well, that did work. Let's try to connect those three films. 
Apart from the fact that two of them have been nominated for Oscars. Well, yeah, there's that. Uh, I don't, wouldn't, wouldn't you there's love... There's got to be a through line somewhere. Wouldn't you love to discover that there's some runner on set for one of these, like, some obscure, no-name guy who's just a runner on set yeah. who's worked on all these movies and he's the connective thread through them all that would be great that would be some guy like like in The Good Place when they've got that random guy's picture on the wall because he figured out what the afterlife was like that it would be that guy I need to watch the last episode oh god it was so good I'm so in love with that show it's great and also I I, I never thought I'd say this but a little bit in love with Jamila Jamil so yeah there's that I want to know the story about her being cast on that show because she is great in it. I think she's amazing. <laughs> but it's so random. So, yeah. It is. She hosted T4. <laughs> <laughs> What's that all about? I know. I have a mutual like, I have like a mutual like, friend with her. It's like bloody June Sarpong being on suits or something. It's Right, that is that's a real random one. Mm-hmm. What do you know? How did you pull that out of your yeah. ass? Or Vernon Kay being on Modern Family. Oh, oh my God! Else? <laughs> Who else? Simon Sam Amstel is somewhat popular in America. So. I saw him on Dean Street yesterday. Really? Yeah, but he was he was distracted, so I didn't get to. to he's, he's amazing. I'm a big fan of Simon Amstel. I actually had to switch my Siri over to a female voice because I found the male voice sounded too annoyingly like Simon Amstel, and I found it distracting. All oh, right, you think you were in an episode of Man Buzzcox from ten years ago? I, I didn't laugh quite as much, but yes, <laughs> I think he was a good replacement for Mark Lamar. He was. That was my dream job. What, being the host? Being the host of Have I Got News For You? I loved it. Do you know what? The last season where Rod Gilbert officially took over yeah. was really good. And he really? Was really good on I, I don't think... I think I saw one or two just, episodes. He just only got one season. It was a, it was a big shame. Oh, it is a shame. Yeah. But is he still going? No, no. They, they cancelled it. So, they shot it down officially. Yeah, it was, it was a few years ago now. Oh, it'll come back. Nostalgia will bring Nostalgia, that back. Yeah. Nostalgia will bring that back. I used back. to love... Like, it was one of my favourite yeah, yeah, shows. Yeah, it was good. Well, because you used to go, you used to run the spread, didn't you? You watched uh, Have I Got News For You, Never Mind a Buzzcocks, Mot the Week. Yeah, that was the spread. That it, That's yeah. how it goes. That is, absolutely. But yeah, but... Uh, BBC. God damn it, BBC. <laughs> damn Tories. Candy Fascist Britain. <laughs> I'm going to leave before I get political. <laughs> all right, all right, on which note, here it is, your moment of cage. Is there ever a part of you that's just like, Nah, let me let me do something like anyone else would do. No, I can't. I can't. I wouldn't even know how to do that. I mean, I I, I feel like uh, I mean when I when I was you know very young, I was always shocked that uh, when I went to a hospital and the doctor checked me out that I didn't have green blood and twelve ribs or more ribs. I mean, I was I thought I was from another planet. Right. So it's never going to be just like what everyone else does.